Amen. Let's um, all rise, please, as we give reverence to God's word. And let's open our Bibles to a very familiar verse in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. And let's read the verse all together. It's just one verse. How are you there? Amen. And it's there. <laughs> all right, ready now? Begin. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as ye see the day approaching. Let's go to God in prayer. Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your salvation that you have given us, and for your grace and your mercy that endures forever. Thank you, Lord, so much for this place that we have that we can really be gathered here to worship you, to praise you together as a body of Christ, as a redeemed people, sinners saved by grace. Thank you, Lord God, so much for what you have done sa amin po mga buhay. And I know that you still have a lot of things. Right now, we are so grateful and we are so glad for the salvation that we have experienced um, in the name of our Christ because of his uh, sacrifices. But I believe that there's a lot more for us. We haven't experienced like really the full experience of this salvation, but you have a lot more for us in store for us, Lord. And we are so excited and we are just so blessed to have you as our Father, our Heavenly Father. And for this time, once again, that we are here to study thy word together. Uh, we praise you for your word. We praise you for each one's presence. And I know that our hearts are um, ready and our ears are ready to listen to thy word. Help us to be blessed and may you be glorified in our midst. We pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to be evident and also forgive us from our sins and our shortcomings. Hide me behind that cross in Christ's most precious name. Amen and amen. You may now be seated. Thank you all so much for um, sticking around in this second service that we have. And are you glad that you are here this afternoon? Because the title of our message is God said, go to church. Amen? And I'm glad we are here in the church. And um, you know what? This December, um, we are looking forward to this uh, wonderful occasion and wonderful, you know, celebrations that we're going to have. But also here in our church, this is actually the emphasis this month is about um, evaluation and reflection because this is the, the last month of the year right and we are so excited once again to welcome 2024 so the question is you know how was 2023 for all of us amen when it comes to our service to god when it comes to our commitments when it comes to our you know um worship and our praise to him um especially when it comes to this specific you know uh, thing that god wants us to do in faithfully and consistently assembling ourselves together as a church, bodily here in the church. Amen? So um, I'd like us to go back to this topic. I know that verse had been preached so many times in this pulpit. And, well, Pastor Abel, I'm already here in the church. I don't need that message. All right, but uh, this is just sort of a reminder, uh, maybe an encouragement for all of us to continue 
amen, with our walk with God, especially in, you know, being here in our church. So, you know what, that this is actually a very controversial message, very highly controversial message, and I'm going to preach on going to church. And I'm not going around the bush this afternoon, but this message is very clear, you know, that God said we have to go to the church, amen? God said go to the church, and it was not the preacher. Well, I'm the one speaking it, and a lot of like missionaries, we hear it, pastors reminding us, but yes, this is not from the preacher saying it. It is actually coming from God, amen, from our Heavenly Father. It is not the board of deacons who are preaching it. Yes, they are given privileges on Wednesdays, and we are always encouraged to be here to come worshiping together, but they are not the ones saying it. It's not even the decree of the church, but this is a message coming from God himself. Amen? This is a message that is coming from God himself. Allow me to read again that verse. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. And I believe if you've been to this church and maybe you had a different experience from before, but now you have seen the whole picture of why we really have to be consistent in our worship to Him. Now we appreciate things, see? So God really wants us to be here faithfully. Well, um, I don't know about you, maybe your kids, they do have like sports that they are involved in, right? But I believe you wouldn't let your children, maybe the sports is volleyball, right? You wouldn't let your children play volleyball for a coach that was okay with them missing every practice and game. Of course, you wouldn't let your child, you know, to participate in that. You wouldn't keep an employee that didn't show up, you know, for work. Of course, you don't like the kind of employee. But don't you know that there's a generation of church members that they do want to belong to a church without ever going. Very sad, right? Since, you know, COVID happened and everything is just, everyone is shut down at their homes. So they felt very comfortable just staying in their houses for worship. All right, but of course, we're going to deal with, you know, like those things later on. But, you know, the goal is really to assemble like all the believers. That is the design of God. You know, one, once a week, God has given us that rest on Sunday, his first day, you know, and praise God because, you know, he only asks us to, you know, to gather, to remember his Sabbath day, to remember this this day only once in a week. But of course, we do have a lot of opportunities, uh, Wednesdays and Fridays, but Sunday is really the Lord's day, amen? Consecrated only for Him, amen? And praise God, it's just one day. What if the other way around? You know, Pastor Sam mentioned about what if other way around? Instead of like just one day for Him, what if He required us six days? Remember the six days to keep it holy. And then the one day you can do whatever you want, work, work. But I want you from Sunday or maybe to Saturday. That's going to be a lot, right? But praise God, He only asks us to be here in His house of worship. Once a week, we made it really special. But sad to say, even once a day in a week only, a lot of us are missing it, right? 
So, you know what? The God of heaven said, go to church. So at the risk of hurting some of your feelings, maybe, I'm going to preach on God said, go to church. Amen? So let me share with you the first one. We only have three points uh, this afternoon. No, four points. <laughs> All right, so the first one is the admonition that is plain. Very plain. The admonition is not forsaking. Amen? Let us not forsake. So what do we mean by the word not? <laughs> I know it's very basic. It means don't do it. All right? When you ask your kid, do not. The word not, do not touch that. But they will like, they will look at you and <laughs> they will touch it, right? All right, do not put that in your mouth. <laughs> they will look at you and they will, they will still put whatever they want to put in their mouth. So the word no or not means do not do it. So when the Bible says do not forsake, it means Do not. <laughs> forsaking. What do you mean by forsaking? Do not abandon. Um, leave in straits or leave helpless. Totally abandon. Or the word forsaken. Utterly forsaken. So do not abandon. Do not forsake. Do not leave. Going to church is not a burden, but it is a blessing. Amen? It is not a chore. It is a blessing. And going to the house of God is not an obligation, but it is an opportunity. So there's the command. Let's not forsake. Let's not forsake. Go to church. It seems like a duty. It seems like an obligation. But if we're just going to look at the perspective, why the Lord is not try, is encouraging us to not forsake, there's a lot of reasons. And because God really just wants to bless us. You know, He just wants to be closer to us. So... Going to church is not a burden, it is a blessing. Amen? I know that sometimes the Sunday morning is the hardest. Amen? A lot of emotions going on that Sunday. But if, if we take it as going to church really is a blessing, everything will, will just be fine. Amen? So the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 3.15, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Amen? Because in this place, amen, we have heard a lot of preachings in this place, and praise God, because God has been sending us, you know, God's messengers to proclaim His word, to proclaim the truth. And are you learning so far? Amen? Are you getting revived so far? You know, not just with our missionaries, but of course the very uh, preachers and teachers that we have here in this church. Yes, you do get a lot of flavors, right? And a lot of like different kinds of preachers. But, you know, as long as they are preaching God's word and trying to encourage us, trying to remind us that we have to walk, you know, in newness of life, that we have to be faithful to God, I believe we will be encouraged if we will just open our hearts and our minds. Amen? I don't know about you, but, you know, we grew up in a Christian family, and ever since we got to know right from wrong, we've been going to church. 
But maybe some of you, you got saved maybe later part of your life, and this is not your habit, right? This, you're not accustomed to this, that you are going to church on Sundays. Maybe some of you, you go to church only twice a year. What, is, what are those days? Christmas and Easter, Easter. birthday. <laughs> okay, it started from birthday, baptism, the dedication, when you got married. Pastor Sam has like a good way of like saying this. And then the last one is when you die, you know, you go to church. Okay, there you go. <laughs> you're hatched, you're matched, and dispatched. So that's it, yeah. All right, so if you haven't, you know, you haven't, you're not used to doing this, you know, going to the church, but when you got saved, you know, you learn new things, you know, because you want to know more about God. You want your relationship, you know, to be closer to God and you want to hear more of his word because if you are really a Christian, you would long to hear God's word. If you're a true Christian, you would feel the hunger and thirst. You know, it seems like a physical hunger, right? When you're hungry, what would you do? You will find a food, even though, you know, um, the only thing that you have to eat is napkin or paper towel. <laughs> you would eat it, right? Even a Chinese guy, no? <laughs> So, if you're a true Christian, you would feel the hunger. You would thirst. It's like your day is not complete. Your week is not complete without, you know, stepping your foot in the house of God. Amen? Because God gave us that hunger. You know, the Spirit is hungering for those things. You know, and like what I was saying growing up, we always go to church. And I remember when we were young, we would walk like 30 minutes going to church. And then after the service in the morning, we would go home another 30 minute walk and we would come back for the evening service, another 30 minute walk, because it's much expensive to, you know, go to uh, ride a tricycle and all that. And I remember we would cross this path like a, a train, like a, um, along the railways, <laughs> rain tracks, right? Railroad tracks. All right. So uh, there's a street where it's gonna be a shortcut, so we don't have to go the long way. We would take the train road track, railroad track. Okay. We would take that route and we would walk going to church. And I remember. Going back, that's why I really love egg pie, because this is one of my, you know, childhood memory. We would pass by that bakery that has a good egg pie. And because, you know, my, uh, because we pleased our parents, you know, we went to church, and then if they are nice enough and they had a good feeling that night, they would buy us egg pie. And that is a really good egg pie that, we, um, you know, along the real string. And when I came here, I, I longed to um, taste that again, egg pie, but it's nowhere to be found here in the States. We only have the, the coconut custard. That's the closest. But then last Thanksgiving day, Brother Gilbert made an egg pie. That's why when he, when he sent me that picture, I made an egg pie. 
And of course, it's automatic that he's gonna give me like one. <laughs> so I was so happy. I just remember those days that, you know, we go to church with the whole family. You know, it's always good that to see families all together coming to church. Amen. And if your family is here with you, you are very blessed. Amen. If kids, your parents are dragging you and asking you always to be in the church, you're very blessed. Amen. We are so blessed. So the admonition is very plain. Let us not forsake it. The assembly that is provoking. The next one, the assembling of ourselves together. The word church in the New Testament is found 79 times a lot. That does not even refer to the number of times we find Old Testament references to the house of God or the tabernacle, the temple, or the sanctuary. And the word churches is found 36 times. So we believe that the church is the people, right? But it is not just the people. Uh, sometimes the Bible says um, church and it refers to the actual church, like the local church. So if the people of God were the church, why is the word churches used 36 times? Why would churches be referred to in the plural if the Bible didn't teach the doctrine of the local church? Of the times that the Bible uses the word church, nearly every one of them are referring to a specific church or a local church. Does that mean it's not a regional? <laughs> so local means specific, like place, local church. All right, so even David knew that you could meet with God in multiple locations. In Psalm 84, verse 1, the Bible says, How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. All right, so the word church means a gathering of, this is according to Strong's Concordance. I, uh, yes, uh, the word church means a gathering of citizens called out from their homes into some public place, an assembly. An assembly of the people convened at the public place of the council for the purpose of deliberating the assembly of the Israelites or any gathering or throng of men assembled. In other words, if we are talking about a specific place, a local church, watching the church assemble on live stream is not going to church. Right? You are watching others assemble. And you are not there, so you are not assembling. You are not going to church. Maybe some of you, you enjoy watching something. You enjoy watching games. You enjoy watching sports. You enjoy watching the concert. Like every time it's on, you're always there watching it, watching it, watching it. Now, if you said that, you went to the game or the concert, but you were just watching, you'd be lying, right? You're not telling the truth. So if you say you went to church and all we did was watch the service online, then we are not telling the truth, right? We didn't go to church, actually. We didn't go to church until we assembled ourselves together, just like this. Amen? Kapag hindi kayo nag-assemble, you won't see these wonderful faces of everyone, right? And praise God, we, good, we have a good attendance uh, this afternoon. So the provoking to love and good works and the exhorting of one another in Hebrews number 10, verse 25. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. You know, I believe there are some people of us here, when we see this 
person, we are always encouraged to love and to do good works because it is just, you know, nakakahawa yung kanilang love sa Panginoon. You miss out on the people of God that are assembled together, provoking one another. I will leave you with this statement. I love the encouragement that I get at the house of God. I don't get that kind of encouragement anywhere else. The singing sounds much better in person. The preaching is much powerful in person. The fellowship of God's people is much sweeter in person. I'm glad God set it up for His people to assemble themselves together. Amen? See, that's the reason why God wants us to, you know, assemble ourselves together once a week, you know, uh, all those frequent times that we can really get together because truly is, we can tell the difference. We all experience worshiping online and there's nothing like being here in person. Amen? So another thing is the apathy. The apathy that is prominent. What do you mean by apathy? As the manner of some is, apathy means lack of interest or lack of concern. And we believe that this is very rampant in our generation right now. You know, used to be, especially in this country, uh, even though you go anywhere, we see a lot of Baptist churches. And, you know, we can hear stories from like older folks that every Sunday you can see most of the people coming out of their houses with all the family bringing their Bibles, dressed up, mostly everyone going to church on Sunday. Used to be in this country. But what happened? There's now a lot of people being apathy about this. Paul used those that do not go to church as an illustration of what not to do. I'm going to make this clear as possible as I can. God said, go to church. So if you are able to go, if you are able to go and don't, it is considered forsaking. And it is forbidden, which makes it a sin. Amen? Let me repeat that. If you are able to go, well, of course, we do have some people who, you know, um, join with us virtually online, uh, some of them not able also when, you know, especially Sister, Sister Marilu, who's always faithful worshiping with us. We can't like require her, you have to be here all the time. How can you be worshiping all the way from the Philippines? All right, so of course, she's not able. So, but if you are able to go and then you still did not go, it is considered forsaking. It is forbidden. If you are unable to go to church, then I am not talking to you this afternoon. Oh, that made me feel better. <laughs> All right, but, um, you know, only between you and God. Because what, what are the reasons that you can say that you are really not able? All right, we are not going to deal with those. But it's just between you and the Lord, you know, if you're really not able. You know, we don't have as many shut-ins as you think. You know, we do, ha however, have a bunch of shut-outs. You know, the shut-ins, the people that really can't go outside. You know, if you can go to a Chinese buffet, but you can't go to church, you're not a shut-in. You're a shut-out. If you can go grocery shopping and walk up and down every aisle, but you can't go to church, you're not a shut-in. You're a shut-out. 
If you can go to your family reunion, cook out with the grandkids, but you can go to church, you're not a shut in, but you're a shut out. Missing church to go to a family reunion is forsaking and it's wrong. Missing church to go to a ball game or sports event is forsaking and it's wrong. Missing church when you are on vacation is forsaking and it's wrong. That's why we have to find a church. Amen? Well, I think the pastor is supposed to be the one only doing that. When you are on vacation and you just want to enjoy, right? But is that an encouragement only for the pastors when you're away, go to church? It is for all of us, amen? For all of us Christians. We just don't want to miss church, amen? And the lastly is the appearance that is promised, amen? The appearance that is promised. And so much the more as ye see the day approaching. As ye see the day approaching. There is no question as to what day this verse is talking about. It is referring to the day of our Lord's return. And any moment, it could happen. I wish it's today, right? But let's have Christmas first. <laughs> This verse teaches us that Jesus is coming again. Do you believe in that? Amen. Do you really believe in that? Yes, we believe that Christ is coming again. And the closer we get to Jesus coming back, the more church we should be having. And it's sad because we hear from our missionaries that some of the churches, they don't have this, they don't have that. You know, they don't have a Wednesday prayer meeting. And we're just so thankful that we still have it here in our church. We pray for them. You know, um, it's not like a, a feeling that, oh, we are so proud that we still have these services. But it can, only, it can also happen to us, actually. But it is only by the grace of God that we can still have those services. Amen? You know what? If we love God, we love His church, and we love the assembling of ourselves together. And it should be reflected when we go to church faithfully. You know what? I mentioned to you before that we have to walk how many minutes? 30 minutes going to church. But right now, it's a blessing that the parsonage is just right behind us. <laughs> we have to walk only three seconds, maybe, just to get to the church. So I was wondering, why is that? Maybe the Lord saw us when we were young, that we have walked so many miles already going to church, and now he brought us to a place where it's very close to the church. Amen? <laughs> Amen. So the question is, how is our service to God? How is our worship to him? Have you experienced, like in your workplace, like you hear a lot of people talking about how was their weekend? You know, telling stories about how adventurous and full of activities and events that they have done. So there's a lot of instances, even from my previous job, I just overhear them about things that they have done. And for me, it sounded like, wow, they're having fun. <laughs> and I think about myself. What did I do over the weekend? <laughs> A nursing home, <laughs> choir, 
Sunday all day here. And I felt like, I think it was a sin for me because I haven't realized that what I was actually doing, I, I should not be envious and jealous of them. Yes, they were having fun, but the fun that I had when I was in the house of God and doing all His work is an eternal fun. Amen? And I just realized that. You know, like, that is true. We hear our coworkers, you know, telling their stories. If they ask you, of course, they will. I spent it at church. <laughs> and it may sound like, don't you have a life? <laughs> something, something like that, right? But sometimes we feel embarrassed to even, like, utter those words and mention. But, of course, God is looking down on us. And if that happens, of course, he would be hurt. But if we truly enjoy our time together here, it will just automatically overflow telling them, whoever it is. You know what? Yesterday, I had fun too. I had fun worshiping God. I loved what I did over the weekend. And um, yes, this church is very unique because we truly feel that we are families here. And yesterday, we truly have felt, you know, I've, I've, I'm always emceeing when there's an event here. But when, yesterday, when I was thanking all of you guys when you were here coming out on a Saturday, you know, you could be somewhere else. But since it was my 80th, uh, my, <laughs> it was my, no, it was my dad's, it was my dad's 80th birthday. But you know what? It is our first time to hold a party, actually, because growing up, we never had even cake. When we had birthday, I told you, when it's my birthday, the only thing I get from my parents, that 100 pesos from my dad. We never had cakes. We never had celebrations. We never had that. That's why when my dad turned 80, let's do something big. And we just want really my dad to be happy. And wait, what am I trying to point out here? <laughs> so yesterday, we truly have felt, like I was saying, I'm always emceeing in this church. And... I always thank the people coming out, but yesterday from the bottom of my heart, truly, um, we are so grateful for all of you celebrating it with us. And, you know, we truly have felt in this place, in this church, that we are truly care for each other, that we love each other. You know, Brother Gilbert, they had a concert, but, you know, they could, like, do something else after the concert, but because of his great love to God, and of course, hindi siya makakapag-nosak, I'm just kidding. But they went back here. They had a concert that they went to, they can enjoy the whole day, but I asked him, can you please be here just to take, capture the moments? And you know, he's very nice and he's very kind. And that is the blessing here in this place, that truly we can see God in each one of you, and we are so thankful to God. And this is the kind of assembling that we are doing here. Yes, we are not perfect. We do have a lot of flaws. We do have a lot of differences. We do have a lot of negative things. But praise God because the love of God in each one is the one prevailing. Amen. And we praise God for that. So let us be excited. Amen. Every time we come to worship, every time we go to church with all our families. And that is also our prayer, of course, for the next generation. 
Amen. Our young people, hopefully, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, because you're going to be the ones. You know, we're telling you because, you know, my dad is already 80 and these adults are getting really old. You can always hear them. I mean, <laughs> no offense. <laughs> you know, you always hear them. They're just 50, but, you know, their back is aching and all that. And our church is going to celebrate what? This January 30? Are you sure? 36? 36. So this church has been here for so long. And there's like new faces, and there's old faces that are fading out in the picture. And that's reality. And they're going to be the next ones. That's why we encourage our young ones to, when you go to church, be happy. Amen? When you come to church with your family, do it willingly. Amen? I'm always looking forward to the time where the kids are the ones, Dad, let's go to church. Mom, let's go to church. Maybe now it's always the parents, hey. Psst. <laughs> and then the response, <laughs> All right, so that's, I hope that is your prayer too. Amen. So if you are, I don't want to put you on the spot. But if you are 18 years old and below, and you are here, I'd like you to stand. I'd like you to stand if it is your prayer that even after many years, you would still want to go to church. Anyone here from our young ones? It is your prayer, it is your heart's desire, because you love this church. Oh, <laughs> I hope that you are not forced. I hope that you are not forced. You're doing it because you really love God. You love the Lord. You love this place. You love your parents. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That's good to know. Amen. That they are willing. They love this church. They love God. Amen. <laughs> what about 18 and above? <laughs> I know that that's hard to matigas na kayo Pero that's for all of us, amen. Um, we don't know what's gonna happen in our lives. We just had COVID, and we don't know what's gonna come next. There's gonna be a lot, but let's just hold hands together and sing kumbaya. <laughs> no, let's continue to love one another, amen. To enjoy our assembling together. God said, go to church. Let's pray. Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Truly, it is your um, desire. It is your plan. It is your um, design for us to be here. And, well, Lord, we could be anywhere. Um, like, there's a lot of churches here. But we just praise you for Bergen Bible Baptist Church and, of course, uh, for Pastor Max who really answered the call, and for Sister Josie. Um, in this place, we can cry together, laugh together, and we've been through so many things in our lives and our families. But thank you so much, Lord God, for your love that is really 
uh, abounding in this place. Lord, we have uh, experienced your forgiveness. We have experienced your mercy. You have experienced your grace, your second chances that you have given us. And truly that you are just an amazing God that would welcome anyone who would come again to you. Thank you so much for all the members here, for their faithfulness, um, for their faithfulness in all the ministries here. Lord, I pray that you continue to bless each one. And uh, Lord, we just want to do your will in our lives and to be able to proclaim your good news. And that's our purpose, Lord, and help us to always um, go back to that. And we just want to thank you, to thank you, Lord God. And we want to say that we love you. And uh, we want to appreciate, appreciate this church and appreciate your work and your will in our lives. Lord, thank you so much for your word in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Amen.